you want to take the show on the road. In this episode, I will walk you through the gear that you need to record a quality podcast from anywhere. Have you been wanting to start a podcast for a while now, but something's holding you back? Maybe it's fear of putting yourself out there or confusion about the technology. I'm Sarah Mikatel, and on Podcasting Step by Step, I'll break down how to podcast with a little loving motivation to give you the skills and the confidence you need to finally launch that show of your dreams. Let's get started. So you've got a big trip coming up and you're thinking of podcasting while you're there. Maybe you've got a conference, maybe you're going to a wedding, maybe you're going to Paris for the first time. Before you start packing all of your gear, the first question that I want you to ask yourself is, should I actually even be podcasting at this event? We live in a culture now where we always feel like we need to be documenting everything. We go to a concert and we pull out our phones and start recording some of the music or taking pictures or getting ready to put things on Instagram. And I am guilty of this as well. And yeah, sometimes we do want to record these things for our memories. But a lot of the times when we're having these cameras in front of our faces, we're never going to look at these pictures again. And they're distracting us from actually being in the moment. And I think podcasting can be the same way. I was in Bali a year or so ago with a friend of mine, and I was all keen on podcasting everything. So we get there, and it was like a 25-hour flight. We had a layover in Hong Kong, and then uh, another six or so hour flight to Bali. And so, of course, I wanted to podcast about our very long flights. So I was like, let's do a podcast episode on how to survive long-haul flights. So we did that. And then I would have just podcasted, I think, every leg of our journey. But at a certain point, my friend was like, can we just be? Can we just experience where we are? And she had an excellent point. I didn't need to actually be podcasting about different parts of Bali while I was actually there. I could just do like a reflection later after the trip. So I think it's important to not get just too caught up in documenting every moment of our lives. I know there are some marketers out there who are like, market everything and then put everything on YouTube and then repurpose it for everywhere else. And yeah, sometimes that can work for marketing. For me, that's a little bit too much. I think we should actually enjoy our lives and not just be creating albums that we're not experiencing now, but maybe 20 years from now, we can look back and be like, oh yeah, I vaguely remember that. But no, I was too busy taking pictures and podcasting. So yeah, sometimes we do want to podcast when we're on the road, but just be mindful up front. Like, does it have to be now or can I follow up later? And so I, uh, not too long ago, did a podcast episode with a friend that I met in Bosnia And I'm glad that I interviewed her later because while I was there, I could enjoy her company and going out to dinner and exploring and not having a microphone in her face. We were able to build a relationship and I didn't have to worry about like tech gear and all that type of stuff. And then later I was able to call and do an interview with her remotely and I think that remote interviews tend to sound much better anyway from a quality perspective. 
when you're in the same room as somebody, a lot of times you get audio bleed. And so I actually prefer to do remote interviews rather than in-person interviews, but those can be fun too as well. Think about the goal of recording from the road. What do you want to get out of it? And if it makes sense, then do it. I don't want to say that I never record from the road and I don't want to be like totally shooting down your dreams (laughs) of like, uh, podcasting on your holiday. If you want to do it, do it. Just be mindful of what you're doing. Or I even think doing like sort of like diaries from the road that are more casual can be quite fun. I recently podcasted from a travel show that I did in London. I was invited up there. And so I wanted to go up there and do a podcast episode on the best places to travel in 2020. And I wanted to do sort of off the beat, off the beaten path types of places. There were hundreds of vendors and other people there, and I knew this would be a good place to get many sound bites all at once. So I think that's a great, um, a great opportunity to be podcasting on the road when you can gather like a bunch, a bunch of different things you need all in one place. That's perfect. We have Caribbean ingredients, Caribbean food culture again, but with the refinement of the French touch. And this is what we call the Creole Art de Vivre. Can you tell me a little bit more about what that food is like and what's your favorite restaurant? In Guadeloupe, my mother's restaurant. It's not a restaurant, but you know, my my mother's, she used to cook very well. She's gone already, but, but I remember she would have this enormous cooking dictionary. And before... So I think podcasting from a conference is a very good idea. And if you want to do that, I would recommend these five steps. Number one, have a plan before you get there about who you want to talk to and why. So if you're podcasting to promote your business, then interviewing people who are potential customers is a very wise idea or people who you want to build relationships later, maybe have a collaboration or just even people who you admire, like who is going to be there, check the programs, check the list, because we never have as much time as we think we do. So have your like top list of the people who you want to get in touch with and then make sure you hit up that list first because the day is just going to fly by. Or you could even reach out to them in advance and say, hey, I'm going to be here. Can you spare five minutes for me? Next, if you're going to do a themed episode based on what you're getting out of this conference, try to think about one to three questions that you can ask every person you interview. So this can unify your episode's theme. So this is for kind of like a man on the street uh, or insight type of podcast episode. Then three, chat them up a bit and to gauge whether they would actually be good on mic. So are they friendly? Do they have enough energy? Are they interesting to talk to or are they like way too salesy and promotional and you actually wouldn't want to include them on your podcast? So step four, if they pass your test and are a good match and they're up for an interview, then just say, you know, hey, can I take a few minutes to interview you and then respect their time. So if you say it's only going to take a few minutes, especially if they're a sponsor or somebody on the floor who's like trying to generate business, then make sure you respect their time. But if they're keen to keep going and you want to keep going, then, you know, by all means, 
keep going. But um, then step five, after the interview, thank them and then exchange business cards or some kind of information so that you can let them know when the episode is out and then and share it with them. And again, maybe this is a potential client. Maybe this is somebody you would want to work with down the road. So make sure that you follow up with them soon after the conference so you know you can get the ball rolling. And just side note, I'm so excited about podcasting's future because when I was at this travel show, I was really shocked at how kind of old-fashioned it was and almost a little bit outdated. I was asking different people there how they were marketing their travel services. And a lot of them were like, I really am not even sure what we're doing for marketing. (laughs) Or they're like, oh, we're putting an advertisement in such and such travel magazine. And I was just thinking, wow, I don't know anybody who has planned a trip based on of an ad that they saw in a magazine. So I just think that the um, future for podcast advertising and sponsorship is really, really bright for us. So I just think that's a very exciting opportunity. So what equipment did I use to record on the floor? Well, at this travel show, I recorded using the following equipment. Uh, The microphone I used was a Samson Q2U. I'm pretty sure that's the one I grabbed. I may have grabbed the ATR2100, but I'm pretty sure I grabbed the Samson Q2U because that one is a little bit better with noise handling because I was holding the microphone like reporter style. So I had the Samson Q2U. The recorder that I brought was my Zoom H6 and then a cable to attach the microphone to the recorder. And the cable usually comes with the Samsung Q2U. So I'm pretty sure I've talked about this microphone before. And what's great about it is it's USB, so it can plug right into your computer. But it also has like the cable option if you want to plug the microphone into the digital recorder and record on the road like I did at that travel show. And top tip, make sure that you have enough battery power to get you through the day. So I made sure I had like a full new fresh battery pack in uh, my digital recorder before I headed out. And then I recorded my mini interviews reporter style. So that was with me holding the mic and then putting it in front of my interviewees mouths. So you want to stay in control of the mic and try to keep contact with your interviewee so that they're not moving their head around. I mean, there might be a lot of distractions on this floor and you don't want them to be speaking off mic. So hold the mic in front of their mouth and then and try to just maintain eye contact with them. Also, if you give them the mic, then you're at the risk of one, them talking forever and not giving the mic back, or two, introducing like rustling hand movement sounds on the mic and that doesn't sound so great. But if I were interviewing just one person when I was on the road and we were in a quieter place, we're only doing that one interview, then I would have bought, brought some more equipment. So I would have had two mics, two mic stands, the digital recorder, two cables so I could uh, hook in both of the microphones. I would have brought um, two pairs of headphones and then a headphone splitter. And the reason for the two headphones is so that we can both hear whether we are on mic or not, because guests have the tendency, if they can't hear what they're saying, to like lean back in their chair or drift away from the mic. And also if they have headphones like connected to the mic, they're more likely to just naturally be closer anyway, because they're tethered to it. 
And then having two mic stands is better than both of you holding the mics just for sound quality purposes. Now, if you have the money and time and desire and you want to go full NPR style when you're on the road, so those folks like to use shotgun microphones in general when they're out in the field so they can capture all of the beautiful ambient sounds like um, street noise and coffee brewing and forks hitting plates for their, so they love incorporating all of this into their narrative podcast. And we love that too, right? That's what makes it NPR style is that classic, all those like little sounds and the way that they um, weave in music in and out. They also have big teams to help them <laughs> do all of this stuff. If you want to try this kind of thing, Know what sounds you want to capture before you go out into the field and then make sure that you're wearing headphones so that you can monitor what you're capturing. And also be very careful of wind noise. That just sounds screaming, piercing. It's so unpleasant to listen to and it's really hard to get out of audio as well. They make these things that you can put over your microphones called like dead cats, which I think sounds awful. <laughs> There's got to be another word for that. I guess windscreens kind of, um, but I would avoid wind recording in the wind if you can do that. I personally have yet to invest in a shotgun mic that the NPR people like to use because I like to keep things simple. However, my friend Lynn Lindbergh recently told me about a portable mic that she has been loving. Lynn hosts the Couch to Active podcast and she co-hosts the Lindbergh's podcast with her husband. And here is what she had to say about the Shure MV88. So Lynn, you told me that you got a nifty little microphone that you took to a conference, was it? Yes, a convention, a really noisy, loud fitness convention and an air show. So it's been, I've taken it to both of those. <laughs> okay, so tell me what this microphone is and how you used it. Were you using video as well? What were you doing here? So I have done both just audio with it and video too. So this is the Moto V series, which is a microphone series designed specifically for the Apple Firewire phone port. And buying that made me a little bit nervous because, you know, the second Apple changes their, you know, their plug-in, which they always do, then my microphone doesn't work anymore, right? <laughs> but it, this ease of use and the quality is awesome. So what it is, is you plug it in, you download an app that's really surprisingly easy to use. And in a convention center, it actually, you can point the mic to a speaker. So I did this at an air show. I had a video and pointed the mic at the speaker. I was probably 40 feet away from the speaker, lots of noise in the convention, but it picked up, it beamed and picked up the speaker that it was pointed at. And it is, it's scary, amazing at how well it picks up the person and doles out the ambient noise. Mm -hmm. um, I don't even, I, I'm not an engineer. I don't even know how they <laughs> do it, but it is really, really cool. So the mic is plugged into your phone. Yes. So it turns into like a handheld microphone. Yeah. Is it, do you know if it's just for iPhone? Uh, I believe it is because it's that FireWire port. Okay, okay. And, and no other devices have it. And it's, the microphone itself um, comes in this kind of cool zippered case that mm -hmm. is about the size of a tennis ball. 
So you unzipper this tennis ball looking black case and then the mic is maybe an inch tall and it plugs into your phone. So it's it's not like a handheld mic. It's your yeah. phone really becomes the mic. Yeah. It was yeah. really small when you showed it to me. So it yeah. looks like it's really easy to keep in your purse. Yep. And uh, so you also used it to record video. Can you tell me about that? Because this could be really handy, not only for podcasts, but if people wanted to do YouTube videos and things like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that I used it for the video uh, quite a bit at the fitness convention. And I went from booth to booth and interviewing um, vendors at their different booths and did a, a bunch of handheld, um, you know, selfie videos, and it worked great for those. And then I had a few where um, I had somebody else holding it for me, and they were about 20 feet away. And it's just very same thing. You just choose if you're going to do audio um, or audio only record or do a video, and it uses it. And um, it's it's pretty, once it's plugged into your phone, it's really seamless. So do you need a lot of storage on your phone, or is this going into the cloud, or how does that work? Ooh, great question. I am always uh, biased towards recording on your phone and not to the cloud. Um, But uh, especially if you're out and about, right? So you're usually, you know, maybe not next to to a really great Wi-Fi or, you know, you don't know the reliability of it. So I record onto the phone and um, I've done hours and hours and hours and spend no problem. So you record it and then I guess get it off your phone as soon as you can. Yep. Yep, exactly. And then you can put it to the cloud or whatever. Um, another application I've just started doing with this since you and I spoke is I also learned that with it comes with this foamy windscreen and I played with how far I held this mic from my mouth and I learned that if I had this mic about three inches from my mouth, I could get practically studio quality recording just from my car or wherever. I mean, because cars have usually awesome acoustics um, and good noise dampening. And so I'm actually going to, on one of my podcasts, my solo podcast, I'm going to start doing a lot more of just on the road recording. And I love the fact that I, just my mic is the size of a tennis ball and it's Mm -hmm. protected. And then I'm still going to get really great uh, quality out of it. Very nice. You can just be driving and doing a little audio diary, deep thoughts with Lynn Lindbergh. Yes, exactly. I love it. All right. When I am at PodFest next month, I am going to see if Cher has any special offers on that mic because I really want to have a play with that. So there's another top tip for you. If you go to any of these podcasting conferences, a lot of times they will be offering discounts on equipment and also raffles as well. So when I was at Podcast Movement, I actually won a Roadcaster Pro and a bunch of other cool gear. Also this pod mic that I'm using right now. So enter all the raffles. I've actually been really lucky lately. I also just won a book from this raffle that Amy Porterfield did on her Instagram. I won a copy of Marie Forleo's new book. So that's pretty cool. So you can't win if you don't play. In the next episode of Podcasting Step by Step, you will hear more from Malin. I will be talking to her about the essentials that you need to have in place to make a co-hosted podcast a success. To sum up what we talked about today, before recording on the road, think if you actually really need to. Is this the right time? If so, then have a plan so that you're not kicking yourself later for missing out on the people you wanted to talk to, but you just ran out of time. 
My go-to man-on-the-street equipment is my Simpson Q2U microphone. The recorder that I like is Zoom H6. I've got the cable to attach the mic and the recorder. Don't forget that. And I've included links to this equipment in the show notes. And then finally, enjoy the conversations that you're having and exchange information after so that you can share the episode when it comes out and also to stay in touch because maybe this is a contact for a future collaboration, maybe it's a future customer, or maybe just a friend or all three. That's the magic of podcasting. I'm actually headed to Greece at the end of this month with a uh, podcasting student and also friend. So that's amazing. And we met through podcasting and I love it. And I hope you are creating these beautiful podcasting stories as well. If you are, I would love to hear about what you're up to. So find me on Instagram at Sarah Mygatel and tell me about somebody you've interviewed and then you became friends or you did business together or went on a trip together. I would love to hear about what you're magical podcast experiences have been so far, or even just something that you've learned while doing your podcast. So find me on Instagram at Sarah, uh, at Sarah Mygatel. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) I would love to hear from you. Thank you for listening. I will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to Podcasting Step by Step. You are now one step closer to launching that podcast you've been dreaming about, but I want to get you even closer. I created a free guidebook for you with actionable worksheets called Eight Mistakes New Podcasters Make and How to Fix Them. To find that, head on over to sarahmicatel.com slash fix. Hey, let's continue the conversation. Head on over to my blog on Substack for more content on how to thrive through better communication, stoicism, and global exploration. That is right. Blogging is cool again over on the Substack platform. There you can chat with me in the comments, and I have plenty of bonuses for paid subscribers, or you can just read for free. So click the link in the episode notes to access the Substack Live Without Borders.